Hello children, it is Rupak in the future talking to you in your present from the past back for more in this nice warm summertime edition of the 2am podcast it is the last week of July and surprisingly somehow some way it rained earlier in the week for a brief moment in the morning and that's just been an annoying warm muggy lazy energy draining kind of heat that has persisted but is to be expected anyway uh, welcome back thank you for hanging out once more it has been a bit of I have been a bit annoyed over this last week I bought some things online from different retailers and apparently there was some kind of rather serious internet outage that affected FedEx and UPS I believe it also affected the US mail that uh, really messed up my ability to track my packages and it's kind of had me sitting around all week wondering when this or that would show up and it's just kind of annoying that you know you I don't like feeling worry well first of all I don't like feeling that I can't leave the house (laughs) because I'm expecting something to show up and I can't definitely track it so I just kind of have to guess by how many days it's been and then if I do venture out I don't like worrying that my stuff will sit outside the apartment door and possibly get taken now we've been very lucky that some things in the past have shown up without us realizing and people have been kind enough to Leave them alone. Respect the the process and not take our stuff. But, you know, it's always a possibility. And any purchase of a considerable amount, I think, is just bound to cause that kind of worry. Because 
you know, a valuable thing is a valuable thing. And anyway, uh, one thing that did end up showing up, which I oddly was really looking forward to, even though, as if I'd never used them before, even though I had, I got myself a Satisfy brand Pro Grip for my Nintendo Switch. And like I said, uh, I'd used one before, a buddy of mine has one. And it's nothing outrageous, you know, it's just something to more comfortably hold the Switch while playing portably in handheld mode as it's called. And uh, it's just funny how much how badly I looked forward to it. It shows up and almost instantly it's uh, underwhelming, you know. It's really just a, a hunk of plastic that kind of wraps around the switch and gives it a more ergonomic sensibility in the hands. But At the end of the day, it's really just a big hunk of plastic, you know. It doesn't fit into any of my cases, and it doesn't... Honestly, now now that I'm really looking at it, it's, it's kind of ugly. <laughs> Not the prettiest thing, but whatever, it's fine. It works, uh, kind of doubles as a stand anyway. Uh, the little kickstand on the Switch was a good idea, but rather poorly implemented, and I don't really use mine because apparently those can become accustomed to snapping off, and if mine were to snap off, I would likely lose it and subsequently lose my shit over losing it. But, uh... Yeah. That's about all that's really... gone down in these last... seven days. A lot of, uh... A lot of church time. Which I regrettably may have to cut back on due to the seemingly ever-increasing COVID infections that are going around. And, you know, Unfortunately, the only place of worship that I somewhat feel comfortable in is uh, the Christian church that I go to, but being a Christian church, 
there is a bit of a tendency to lean a little hard right on certain things that shouldn't require any kind of leaning one way or the other so I think uh, just for the benefit of my health and sanity I may have to cut back on some of that and I'm not happy about it because as I mentioned before I'd been doing rather well structuring my days a bit better as to not feel so disorientedly lost and maintaining the church schedule that I had put up for myself was a part of that. That's not to say it was the only thing I had going, but I was going twice a week and you know by the very nature of it being a church gathering I at least kept the minimal respect of you know not showing up drunk or high so uh surprisingly I wouldn't have believed it had I not gone through it but it really did help uh manage my consumption but again the on glowing the on glowing ongoing global bastard I wouldn't even say is sneaking its head in it never went away right um, we almost, almost got things under control, but, you know, I guess you can't fool everyone all of the time, is the saying. So here we are, again looking at another extended period of unnecessary suffering as the world insists on moving forward and of course by the world I mean the good old US and A <laughs> the world anyway all that aside I uh, wanted to have 
a quick quick discussion over a fable that seems to have slowly but surely gained popularity or regained popularity I guess in the last few years as an example of I guess human nature but overall the I guess just the general nature of things uh, anyway I am of course talking about the scorpion and the frog and I don't know if I had discussed this here previously I know for a fact uh, it's something that has come up with friends and all types of spacey discussions that we've had but I don't know that I ever made the point here that I came to to a hard realization with but uh I of course am a Scorpio that's my my zodiac sign and separate from that I suppose I am more aware as I get older of my rather let's call it intense nature uh, something I guess very reminiscent of the aforementioned scorpion so from the very beginning anytime well from the first time I remember can remember sort of critically ingesting the story of the scorpion and the frog I I would say I almost felt a type of shame in feeling my association with the scorpion because I 100% have done stupid hurtful things to people that didn't deserve it and you know the the point of the story of the the scorpion and the frog is that excuse me the 
When the scorpion stings the frog and they both begin to drown. Uh, there's several variations on what the scorpion's response is, but it basically boils down to, it's in my nature. Being that it can't help itself. It can't. It can't be what it is not, you know? It it can't help but do what it was designed to do. And I feel like that always put me in a... It made me frame my own actions in a... fatalistic kind of hopeless way that you know no matter what somehow some way I would sting people that I did not mean to sting so to speak but there's also there's another side to that story that took me a long time to realize and it's actually rather it's an odd thing you know it's like that uh like the mythical blue dress of the internet, right? Some people will see it as blue and black. Some people will see white and gold. And the story of the scorpion and the frog seems to have a a similar type of effect where for the longest time I saw it as a warning to all the scorpions out there, you know, that you can't escape from what you are, you know, you can't change it, you can't deny it. But the story is also about the frog. And the flaw of the frog in being so trusting. Because it believed the scorpion when the scorpion said that it wouldn't sting it when it was beneficial to both of them to get across the water and because of the trusting nature of the frog it meets its demise 
so that story works both ways it's uh I guess just up to the listener to find out what side you're on and really it's uh I think the same way it didn't feel so good for me to look at that story as a kind of warning of doom that will always follow the scorpion you know it's also a warning of doom for the ever trusting frog I'm sure there's a I'm sure there are better, deeper, better phrased analysis somewhere out there on the internet. But it's about as best as I can do. You know, like I said, a little bit of that, uh, blue, blue dress, white dress effect that that story had on me where I was positive that, you know, every time I would hear it, it's just like, yeah, yeah, I get it. The scorpion is a fucking prick, you know? Like, it's so determined to do the shitty thing, even if it kills it. But, uh... You know, it's odd one day, you kind of look at it from the perspective of the frog and... It's a, it's a warning, you know, like, don't be so naive, don't be so trusting, don't be so sure. And neither one can help it. You know, I never really... I called it a... Uh, what did I just call it? Like a prophecy of doom or something? And... Uh, it really does just work out that way for either side. Not really a happy ending kind of thing. With that fable.
Yet, you know, as old as it is, here we are still talking about it. I actually just heard it retold not more than a, a few hours ago. one of those things that feels like it uh, like it gets told to me again and again in all these different ways it's something that whatever's out there Whatever is in charge of all of this really, really, really must want me to contemplate. So I do, but... Uh, something it's kind of a bummer, isn't it? <laughs> I wish it was... Uh, something nicer seems like such a nice cute little kids story on the surface but there's a lot more to it anyway like I said uh, I've only done so many of these week to week and Even in that little handful, I already feel like I might be repeating myself or <laughs> just doing that thing that I don't like in other podcasts, but it's a little true, you know, you kind of start to want to just get them done out of the way and for sure I don't go back and listen because I still edit after I sit and record, you know, and maybe add the music, cut whatever, this, this, and that out. I've never gone as far as, well, actually, no, I have. I have rearranged pieces. So, uh, sometimes after doing all that, there is very little desire to go back and consume. And it's weird, even with all that time spent. It, it's, uh... Something, um... Something the mind is very readily eager or open to letting go. And once it is done, let gone it is. But such is life. Anyway. I 
worked my way through season four of Mad TV on the good old HBO Max. And I am at the beginning of season five. And it looks like definitely, definitely, definitely season four was like a a real turning point for the show it was I think season three season three they got new cast members uh, lost some of the originals and then by season four there was another round of new cast members and a person or two from season three didn't come back and you know it's weird how some of them it, I would have thought I would have swore they were there a lot longer than they were but it turns out it was just season three that they were there you know through reruns and all that stuff I suppose in my mind it just made them seem to be longer stayed than they were and the season four cast there was definitely some some special stuff that happened there it's weird looking back at it and there's an episode or two missing on uh, on HBO Max like per season it seems like there's an obligatory like early episode missing and then later episodes missing I don't know if uh, might be some kind of copyright thing that doesn't allow certain episodes to be included but uh, man season 4 is when <laughs> we first get Kenny Rogers and unfortunately in hindsight I suppose we also got Stuart and the legendary Miss Swan and uh, man those Miss Swan bits really don't really don't hold up I don't think I've sat through a single one I, I fast forward through them it's a very it's a very one dimensional character you know I think I'm positive the argument could be made that it's racist but you know, if it is racist, it's a very kind of 
childlike, innocent racism, <laughs> if there's such a thing. Like, it's not... You know, a lot of the comedy from that character doesn't come from her being Asian or whatever it might be. Or <laughs> Icelandic, somebody somebody on the show put it. They said she was Icelandic, like, which was pretty funny. Kind of a funny way to skirt <laughs> the the childlike racism I mentioned. Um, but the comedy doesn't come from her being some kind of racist caricature. It comes from people around her getting annoyed, you know, with the, with the, you look like a man or whatever thing, the skit, particular skit might be based on. Um, but still, you know, just all through season four, you, when you watch them back to back to back, uh, you can really see how immediately after the first sketch that she appears in, she's almost on weekly after that and the formula becomes very obvious of just like oh now it's Miss Swan at the movie theater now it's Miss Swan at let's just say a hospital now it's Miss Swan in a noir black and white type of film thing talking to a private investigator uh now it's Miss Swan, you know, talking to the police, uh, fighting ninjas, whatever. So many different things that they did with that character where, like I said, it's just, uh, you know, you can tell where it's going to go before it even starts and... Yeah, I guess for, you know, childlike uh, sense of humors out there, that was more than enough to bring the chuckles. But, uh, separate from that, man, you know, I was a big, obviously because of, not because of, but. Uh, Kenny Rogers is one of my favorite Mad TV characters and uh, all through season 4 he comes out and Will Will Sasser who played uh, Kenny at first he plays him pretty straight uh, almost like a real <laughs> interpretation of who Kenny Rogers was as an older gentleman, you know, he'd come out in the wig, but the wig was well combed, so it was like a 
There was nothing particularly goofy about the character. And it's funny how as the season progressed, I don't remember exactly where, but there's a, they do a bit where he's filming something commercial or they're doing some kind of live concert benefit show or something. And you see Will do the character straight. And then as soon as they like cut to break or something, he gets, he does the, the, (laughs) it's like he breaks the, uh, he breaks the character by suddenly like being like an abusive drunk in a weird way, but like a, also like a dumb guy. So you see him drink the whiskey bottle, throw it across the room, and then uh, (laughs) one of the things that I remember is uh, he goes and talks to a guy working like as a stagehand, and the guy takes a break and starts eating a cookie. So Kenny stares at him with his like his tongue out the side of the mouth, kind of chewing his tongue. Tells him, hey, that looks good. Can I have a bite? Eats the guy's cookie. And then goes back on stage and... and Is back to being, you know... Showtime Kenny, I guess. You know, like the... The formal... More straight impression that Will would do. But... By the end of the season... Is when... We see now Kenny as the the full-blown maniac that would later go on to do Kenny Rogers' jackass. That man. It was just, it's, uh, I guess just a bit of me nerding out, but. It's fun seeing that character development, you know? Like, when he first comes out and he's just doing it straight. It's not that it's not funny. There's something there. But it wasn't quite yet... As over the top, I guess, as it ended up being. You know, it was weird. I didn't realize how much... How much of the early skits were, or one of the earliest skits, was Kenny Rogers and James Brown. And, uh, you know, I'm saying that he played it straight. It's not that he played it straight. It, he It was always a goofy character, but just not as goofy as it ended up, you know. Definitely more... A little bit of a truer aim in the beginning. Whereas by the end, of course, you know, it's it's Kenny Rogers jackass and, and it's just man. Comedy gold. Just truly, truly comedy gold. So anyway, it's uh season five. I think I saw a little bit of the first episode. And at least for now, it appears to still be the 
cast from season four. Although I believe that will change sooner than later. And uh, it's all, excuse me, it's uh, season four kind of ended in the first half of uh, 99. And it looks like season five is picking up on the second half after the summer of 1999 so there's already been some uh, Star Wars Phantom Menace parodies which I'm happy were included Uh, you know that whole thing with Disney and Fox and just all that stuff seems like such a headache but uh luckily it was there and I really enjoyed that and I think what's coming next will surely be a bunch of Y2K stuff which is always a trip and then whatever happens After season five, I'm sure I will be entertained. Anyway, I will shut up about the old sketch show that no one remembers. I won't spin my tires much more. So, as always, take care of yourself, children.